0: Just go to Indeed.com slash wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: And Jack, 19,500 fans here in New York City. Uh, have yet to see Willis Reed at this hour of the evening. That is very critical. We heard Red Holzman say he expected him to start. We just had an announcement uh, from the press row that Willis has just received 200cc of cortisone. Now, I've had cortisone myself, and I think we see Willis coming out. Here he comes right
0: now, 6 feet 10 from Grambling, the captain of the Knicks, the most valuable player of
2: the NBA. It's a standing ovation
1: at the new Madison Square Garden. This is a 38 sellout crowd, and they have been reacting to their Knickerbockers the same way all season long. And he has hit two in a row, and they are beside themselves.
2: Hey there, Knicks fans! How you doing? It's your boy John of the Macri with you for another episode of the Knicksville School Podcast. Um, recording at eight o'clock on. See if I can keep track of my days on Tuesday night. Um, sad day, uh, a sad day in Knicksland for anyone. Whether you are a ten-year-old Knicks fan or you know eighty year old Knicks fan or anyone in between, uh you've probably heard of the name Willis Reed, and uh, we lost him today at the age of eighty. Uh, and to talk a little bit about it, um as those of you who have listened to me for a while know that i am I'm old, but i'm I'm not quite old enough to remember Mr. Reed. Um, the person I have on is is not old. Be very clear about that. he's he's not he's not, an, he's not old, <laughs> but he's old enough. To have a little bit of a recollection. Uh Ray Marcano, how are you, sir?
1: All right, how you doing? That is a very, very polite way of saying he's not quite eligible for Social Security yet. <laughs> so thank you.
2: Uh anytime. Um so I I mean I love any excuse to get to pick your brain about NBA, about NBA history. This is not this is not one I'm I'm thrilled to do uh because Willis has been, I mean, he's been in both of our lives, uh, you know, since, since certainly since I can remember, and and I guess since since you could remember as well. Um, and I don't know, this wasn't really on my. I mean, I, I understand he wasn't at the recent celebration of the 75th anniversary team. This wasn't really on my radar, even though it probably should have been. Um, so it kind of came out of left field, and uh, you know, just got done thinking about the 75th anniversary season and you know, ranking the top players and the whole thing. So I'll just start off by asking you as someone who, well, actually, here's where I should start off. What are your, what are your earliest recollections of Willis Reed?
1: Well, there were two. Um, one is from my grandfather, oh. uh, who was the most important male figure of my life. Uh, by far and away, not even close. And his favorite Nick player was not Clyde, was not Earl, was not DeBusher. It was Willis Reed. And I remember as a kid asking him why Willis Reed was his favorite Knicks player. And he said, because he's a man. Now, this comes from a guy, my grandfather who got up every morning, drove 45 minutes from the Bronx into New Jersey to cut meat every day by hand, and he would come home every evening, his hands and feet so sore because he stood up during the entire thing. So his feet were sore, his hands were swollen. He couldn't, on many occasions, grab his hands. He was hurting so bad. And he says, Willis Reed is the definition of a man. I'll never forget that. That's number one. Number two, of course, was number two, of course, was the game. Right. 1970. So I was like a 10 year old kid, not 50 year old, 10 years old. (laughs) (laughs) And so, you know, we had those little transistor radios back then. And I remember I'm hearing Marv Albert's voice. Right. And then all of a sudden, I think I'm hearing static. Well, as it turns out, it's not static. It's the garden crowd roaring because here comes Willis Reed on his one leg, limping and gimping through, and just sends the crowd a frenzy. It took me about two minutes to understand that was cheering. So those are the two biggest. And of course, everybody has a 70 uh, uh, Reed moment uh, burned in their brain because it's obviously one of the top, I don't know, Five iconic
2: sports moments in all of sports history. Everybody knows I, it's that. A, it has to be. I was you now. You got me thinking. I wasn't prepared to go into that sort of uh, that. It might it might be. I mean, is there is there a more iconic New York sports moment? Like one moment, a, a more iconic New York sports moment. I'm sure there's something. I mean, R- Ruth's called shot or um, nothing.
1: Nothing. And here's why. Because ever since Reed uh, did that, came out on the floor uh, in the 1970 game, game seven, anytime any athlete tries to do something similar, what do they call it? They call it a yep. Willis-Reed moment. Yep. When a ball player hits a big home run, you don't hear a Babe Ruth mo- moment. You see, it's probably my bourbon and I haven't even had that much. Uh, (laughs) If a a hockey player scores a goal, you don't hear a Wayne Grisky.
2: Wayne Grisky. No,
1: no, you don't hear that. But if you hear if you see a player limping out uh, when Kirk Gibson hit that home run was all the Yeah,
2: yeah, that's that's a great that's a great call. So. Yeah. I mean, it, well, anyway, you were saying, so everybody has their own, you know, 19 set. What is your, when you think of the, other than that, what, when you think of the 1970 Knicks or just those Knicks that, I mean, cause there's two championships. Um, What do you, what comes to mind? Read.
1: And this is why um, a, a lot of people, well, history is history, right? A lot of people just simply don't remember history. So the year before in the 68, 69 season, the Knicks, lost to the Celtics, right? And the Celtics go on to win the championships. If the Knicks beat the Celtics, uh, that would have been a hell of a series with the Lakers. Who knows how that would have turned out. And then, of course, you have 73. Well, what happens after 1973, right? And the uh, 70, because he retires in 74. He's 31 years old, nine seasons, right? So that season, 74, 75 season, the Knicks have their core back, right?
2: Other than uh, Reed, yeah.
1: Other than Reed, right? They got everybody. They've got well, not the Busher here. I was about to say the Busher.
2: The <laughs> Busher's gone too.
1: The Busher's gone too, but they still have Clyde and Monroe and Jim Bar, uh, and Barnett, and uh, and I'm missing a couple of other people.
2: Uh, yeah, but, uh, I, I was about and um, oh my god, the uh, another top 75 uh, all-time player. The guy that used to play for the Royals. His name I always forget. Cassie Russell. No, not Cassie Russell. Not Kansas, Russell.
1: No, 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 no. Um, Jerry
2: Lucas. There we go. Jerry Lucas, Jerry Lucas yeah, was still sorry. there, I think. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Jerry Lucas. So they're all there. But they go 43 and 39, I think, uh, and, and don't make the playoffs. Four out of the next five years, they don't make the playoffs. And what that tell, what that always told me was that even though Reed was underrated when he should not have been because he was very quiet, he was very unassuming. He always carried himself in a professional manner. That guy was the glue of those Knicks teams from the late 60s to the mid-70s. Uh, and when he left, that had an indelible impact on that team for, as we can see by the record, for the next five years. I mean, who knows how well that team could have done if Willis Reed played his 32, 33, 34 seasons.
2: So you were you uh, doing it for memory pretty damn good you're off by i think one game they were that team was 40 and 42 and oh. they lost in the in the first round um of the playoffs in the six years leading up to that and this is kind of what you were alluding to and what I, I think people have an idea of but i don't know if people actually know the the actual like the the fact six straight Conference finals or at one point in time, it was called the division finals, but like it was basically six straight times. They either made it to the finals where they made it three times, of course, losing once to to the Lakers and then the other three times they made it as far as they could in the East in the 40 was it 48 years since, I guess um, the franchise has been back to the conference finals or further four times. So we had six Mm -hmm. times in six years. And then, four times in again, whatever it is forty eight years, and then I was this is what I was as I was kind of doing some digging today for the newsletter in the really the decade preceding Reed's arrival, but really, if you want to focus on those five years, and I know this is going back probably a little bit before your time, I mean, I don't, I don't know my daughter's over here, so I don't want to curse too loud, but you want to talk about dog shit um I mean they were the worst if the, they were if not, certainly the worst franchise in professional basketball, if not yeah, the worst so. franchise. I mean, it was it was just, I mean, hopeless going nowhere. Um, and then he came and he was the first guy. So I, I just I can't imagine what it must have been like to kind of take on that responsibility in an era where and again, I'll lean back on you for this one. The center position was just like, and that's what the other things. I was I was thinking about it today. I'm like, well, wait a minute. So this Hall of Famer played during this time and this Hall of Famer and this Hall of Famer and this Hall of Famer and this top 75 and this top 75 guy and this MVP and this MVP. Well, wait a minute. So if there's only 12 or 14 teams every other night, you're playing against a guy who was probably making the, the odds are making the Hall of Fame. You played against a
1: beast and I could talk about Willis Reed for an hour. So I'll try to be brief, but, um, Let's just step back for a second and go to the nineteen sixty-four draft because you know sure. if the Knicks it's quite possible the Knicks could never have gotten him because remember, he was picked in the second round. <laughs> greatest Not second the round pick, round.
2: greatest second all the respect. Second to round. All the other right. yeah, greatest right. second round pick ever. Their first
1: pick was Jim Bad News Barnes, mm-hmm. who didn't even make it pass out of his second season, if I remember
2: correctly. He was involved. Uh, I in, will look it up, but he I think he was involved in a significant trade to get somebody. I'll, I'll look it up.
1: He was, I wrote that in my, a Nick, you knew. Yes, you did.
2: You did. Yeah. There you go. Uh,
1: Shout out to uh, you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there I go. Tooting my own horn. Uh, <laughs>
2: uh, it's a good horn to toot. Uh,
1: anyway. So 64. And then look at the, look at the years he has, uh, you know, after that, you know, rookie of the year becomes the first player ever. Was his first player ever in 1970. I believe he won the MVP and the all-star and games, the all-star MVP yep. game. Uh, he won all three MVPs, triple crown of MVPs in one day here. year. Uh, but he also did something that goes wildly and unfortunately unnoticed in history. Right. So here we are. This is in the mid 60s. We would all know what the country's civil rights um, uh, and racial uh, animus is during that particular time. And the Knicks, to their credit, uh, were one of the few teams that were a uh, you know, fairly integrated bunch. And Willis Reed kept that together. Uh, what, what do you anybody, mean by that? Uh, well, here's what I mean by that. I can, I'll try to tell this story quickly, but uh, there's That's a famous tough. story in which uh, Cassie Russell, uh, this is why Cassie Russell was on my mind. Uh, he was with the Knicks at the time. He was on the way to a ball game, I think it was in Detroit. He got stopped by cops right and he gets stopped by cops because a black guy with a beard had just busted out of jail somewhere near wherever he got stopped of course he's a black guy with a beard so what happens he gets arrested right understandably Cassie Russell's pissed so he goes to practice that day and what he starts doing is he starts elbowing his white teammates well uh because he's just so pissed and Willis Reed Says, dude, what are you doing? Well, Cassie Russell, unfortunately, you can look this up. I mean, anybody can find this story online, I think. Uh, Cassie Russell calls Willis Reed an Uncle Tom. Uh, Now, one black man saying that to another black man who grew up in the segregated South, went to a segregated high school, went to an all black college. Oh, my God. What's Willis Reed do? He walks up to him very quietly. And he says, if you don't stop this, this Uncle Tom is going to kick your ass. (laughs) And Cassie Russell shut it down. Why did he shut it down? Willis Reed's a bad man.
2: I was about to say he was not a small man. Uh, He was a
1: bad man. He was one of the strongest men in the NBA. Probably one of the strongest men. I was trying to think about this to who was in that Probably like a Ben Wallace type might be Willis Reed of that generation was Ben Wallace was just I mean, a
2: beast. Even for, even for that time when guy, I don't think the center, I mean, Wilt obviously had already come through when Wilt was massive and Kareem is, is taller than he ever lets on. But like, I, you know, that for that time he was, I think undersized, which is part of why, and this is going to bring it back to Jim News Barnes. Barnes was traded for Bellamy. Because yes. and which is funny because they it's people think like, oh, they drafted, you know, Reed and they tried to make the Twin Towers thing work because Bellamy was. No, they, they went out and got Bellamy, who was there was no one. And as you could say, as you know, no one certain terms, he was the center. So Fair. they figured Reed could be the power forward. And then they tried that for a few years and like they did OK. But obviously the pusher was a bit of a better fit anyway. So, yeah, he was undersized in terms of height. But in terms of everything else, like ooh, my girl. The guy,
1: if you go back and take a look at some of those old videos in which Reed is um, guarding Chamberlain, Reed was able to do something that no other center in basketball was able to do. And that's move Chamberlain off the lower block. Yeah. Nobody could do that because Wilt Chamberlain arguably is the strongest human being ever to play basketball anywhere on the planet. Well, it's Reed could, though.
0: Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
3: What's up, Knicks fans? Power up for springtime with Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. Get nutritious, chef-prepared meals delivered straight to your door, leaving you time and energy to tackle everything on your to-do list. Get Factor and not only skip the trip to the grocery store, but skip the chopping, prepping, and cleaning up too. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are ready in just two minutes, so all you have to do is heat and enjoy. No matter what your lifestyle, Factor has the meals to help you live it to the fullest with keto, calorie-smart, vegan veggie, and protein-plus meals on the menu each week Prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians, each meal has all the ingredients you need to feel satisfied all day long. With 34 chef prepared, dietitian approved weekly options, there's always something new to try. Plus, you can round out your meal and replenish your snack supply with an assortment of more than 36 quick bites, smoothies, juices, and more satisfying add ons. Looking to cut back on takeout? Get Factor instead. Not only is Factor cheaper, but meals are ready quicker than restaurants delivery. Just two minutes. Also, eating vegan or veggie is a snap with Factor. Each meal has all the ingredients you want and nothing you don't. And if you're looking to mix it up, you can add a protein to your vegan and veggie meals each week. Get Factor and enjoy clean eating without the hassle. Simply choose and enjoy fresh, Flavor-packed meals delivered to your door. Don't hesitate. Head to Factormeals.com slash Filmschool50 and use the code Filmschool50 to get 50% off your first box. Again, that's Factormeals.com slash Filmschool50 to get 50% off your first box. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. I was doing before my my lovely
2: wife, Dolores, uh, several years ago, got me as a gift. A New York Times, uh, like a compilation of all like articles over the history, all about the Knicks over the course of the you know that the times have been covering them. And I went back before and I was reading the recaps after um, both of the championships, like the next morning, and all the on and on and on about Reed's defense on Chamberlain oh. in in both of those and how that was the biggest that was the biggest deal in the game.
1: In the uh, oh, 73 series, uh, championship series, yep. the only game that Chamberlain was completely dominant was the one game Reed could not play in its entirety in game six. Now, Reed had, I mean, sorry, Chamberlain had great games, very, about great games for any normal player, very good games for Will Chamberlain for the other seven games. But otherwise.
2: You're talking about Reed 70 was, now.
1: Uh, uh, yeah, seventy. Yes. Yeah, seventy. Yes, I'm sorry, seventy. Um, uh, but uh, uh, Reed was able to hold him in check. Uh, yep. There were a couple of games, actually, where Chamberlain strangely shot less than fifty percent because of what Reed what Reed was able to do and pushing him back out of his comfort zone on the offense. end.
2: yeah, and like I think people think of Wilt during that time as a guy, you know, he wasn't the, the offensive force that he he once was. And granted his the the prodigious numbers didn't quite match up, but like still averaged 27 a game in that 69 70 season. And and when he needed to, and again the, I think the game that you're referencing is game six when yep. he, he put up these, these are not even real numbers, 45, uh, uh, points on 27 shots. There's 20 at 27 and, uh, and 27 rebounds. That was without, yeah. that was without Reed, um, in the lineup at all. But in the games before that, starting with game one, 17, 19, 21, 18, 22, and then in game seven, just 21 points. Again, for a guy like this, Will Chamberlain, we're talking about. Um, the the last thing I I, I just want to ask you, and then you 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 tough this out long enough. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna subject you to much more. But you're good. I, I I did my my top 75 list for top 75 Knicks last summer or last year. I ended up ranking Reed third, and I I I did legitimately go back and forth about it. There was a point where I'm like, man, is. Should Willis Reed be number one? And I really grappled with it, and I, I just could, I had to make a decision, and I, I ultimately put him third. And I, I gave my reasoning, and I ended up having Fraser second and Ewing first. And I, I can't tell you how many people reached out to me with, and I, I referenced this in tomorrow's newsletter, with some f- version of like, you know, I, I get your argument, Jonathan, but if you were there and you saw it and you watch this man play every day, you know, every game, you know, year in, year out, you would, you would know, like, this is the greatest Nick in history. And I, what, what was it that about him that the numbers, you know, just couldn't or the accolades or anything couldn't, couldn't quite capture.
1: I think it was presence. Uh, he had, if you were going to rank, Knicks all time by pure presence. And Willis Reed's number one. And there's not even anybody who's close. Oh. Uh, but he was the entire package. Quiet, determined, a leader. Someone who could lead any man, regardless of who they were, and who any man in the 1960s and early 1970s respected. Think of how, think of how unusual that is. I mean, even Bill Russell, for the presence that he was, sure. often got pushback from a lot of people. But Willis Reed never did. Um, he handled New York media. Uh, he was very polite with everybody. So, hindsight being everything that it is, I don't have any quibble or quarrel with uh, you know uh, Ewing Frazier Reed because uh, everything's hindsight, right? Yeah. You got different areas. you know that stuff. You got different areas, yeah, and all that stuff. You got to try to figure out. But in terms of if you were if you were looking at the player that has meant the most to the New York Knicks in their history, if you were ranking it that way, then well, it's number.
2: Well, seventy is now year seventy, yeah, seventy-six. Only one man has ever the the, the voting body who decides these things look at and say you, New York Nick, are the best player in the sport and that. It's wills reed one mvp obviously and then obviously the two finals mvps actually i lied one last one only because you've written a lot about this era and it's i, I think it's an era that interests you which is the the late 70s with the with the next one reed was coached. do you have and he attempted to coach this band of I don't know what else to say other than this band of like misfit toys that they had to try to assemble based on talent and boy was their talent on that team I mean t- former MVP Bob McAdoo to say nothing of, of some of the other guys on that squad what do you remember about that time and like Reed's attempt to you know again try to coach a, a squad that was very different from the one that he led to uh, a title two titles
1: as a shit show uh, <laughs> <still> <laughs> way to no t- tell me how you really- <laughs> <laughs> I mean I think it was a classic case of a very good man who had no business and a very smart basketball person, sure, yeah, who had no business coaching that group of players. I mean, I'm trying to think of an analogy. It would be kind of ah, – here we go. It would kind of be like Red Auerbach trying to coach Stephon Marbury and Stevie oh, Francis. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, it's just not going to work. And you know no. Reed was a player who tried to coach like he played, hard, determined, bullish. But didn't have a team for that. Um, you know, and they, and they, you know, in the Knicks, I think the Knicks screwed that up. Because the next season they fired on 14 games into the season. Yeah. I believe that's the number.
2: They, it, um, you, you nailed it. 14
1: games, very good. Uh, and you know, it's <laughs> that was just stupid. If you're going to give an, and by the way. The New York fans gave the Knicks all kinds of shit about that at the time because they figured you're going to hire they? an icon. Oh, yeah, you're going to hire an icon, not because of his performance, because it was an icon thing. If you're going to hire an icon, give the icon a chance. Don't shit on the icon. The Knicks shit on the icon. But the Knicks were doing Nixy things. <laughs>
2: as, as they have been wanting to do over That's over right. the years. Um, Ray, I, I can't thank you enough. Um I I'm obligated to ask you if there's anything you want to plug or promote. Um, can I, or otherwise I can plug something for you if you want.
1: I do want to plug something. I Please. want to plug Patreon and the next film school podcast and newsletter. <laughs> if you are not getting the next film school podcast, if you're not getting the next film school newsletter or listening to the, to the next film school podcast, you are missing out on the smartest, best, most detailed New York's next information on the planet. Not only from your host, John Macri, but from people like Jeremy Cohen, Andrew Claudio, Benji Ritzholz, and a host of others that you can see right here on this screen or by reading it every day from Nick's Film School.
2: Right. You're supposed to plug something <laughs> that you two, I don't know. I know you've been in this business for a while, right? But so maybe no one ever did But Let me ask you, wasn't that damn good for off the top of my head? <laughs>
1: <laughs> As a matter like, of fact. If you yeah. want, you can
2: just go ahead and clip that and just start it's, playing it. Yeah, uh, the check's in the mail, right? Ray. Uh, Ray Marcano, he's, he is, I mean, God, he's an award-winning journalist for decades upon decades and uh, has far more accolades than he has any business sitting here talking to me. But the I, what I want to say is if you like bourbon, um, go over to Substack and you could read his, his newsletter on Substack, which is called The Bourbon Resource. Um, and I think you could probably just find that you should put, you should link that on your Twitter. Do you do you have that on your Twitter? You should.
1: Uh I think I I don't know. I might I'll take Whatever. a look.
2: Google, Google Bourbon Resource Substack, Ray Marcano. It's a great um it's a great read and uh if you like bourbon it's an invaluable resource. That's that's the only thing I'll say. Great seeing you my friend. <laughs> Always a pleasure. Thank you Sorry. so much.
1: You're welcome, brother.
2: Okay. Um hope you enjoyed that Conversation between uh myself and Ray Marcano. Ray is just an invaluable resource as someone who thinks about sports, life, the world in a way that few people do. And I'm just incredibly honored he's he that he gives us a minute to to come on and speak about this stuff. And uh yeah, I mean Willis Reed. I, I don't know what more there is to say. um He's a legend. Um, just an indelible figure in the history of the New York Knicks. And, uh, someone who I really like, you know, I, I say this about some big players sometimes, and I, 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 I don't think there's a player I mean it about more than, than Reed. I, I really do wish I could have seen him live and experienced what it was like to be a fan at that time and, and know that if you were going into battle on a given night, you know, and you had that guy there for you, um, what that would feel like to have that to, to, to have that and and to I, I don't even know what that must feel like you know you know it's like you got superman at, behind your back pushing you um must have been cool all right uh, rest in peace wills reed and uh thanks for checking out another episode of the next film school podcast we will uh talk to you soon peace out